Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 75 of the PA Turn Pod. We got a massive episode today. Aaron Judge hit his 62 home run of this season. The Phillies, baby. We are in the playoffs. Brewers, see ya. And the Mets. Oh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the Mets, but it's a quick tease. Um, also, we'll do the MLB preseason picks review real quick. Next, NFL week four review, weekly picks, our records, and Thursday night football preview for week five. And wins and L's, maybe a scramble here and there, but we'll see. But first, let's take a quick pause for Anchor. caught the Aaron Judge home run, I would simply take a bite out of the baseball. <laughs> Authenticate that. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 75 of the PA Turn Pod. I am Rob, joined as always by Joel. How are you, how are you this evening or this, this morning, morning, technically? <laughs> I'm doing well. I always look forward to these episodes. And two days prior, I was more excited for this week than any other week including our debut. So I'm happy. I'm stoked. And uh, before we even get any further, I mean, do we have to talk? Let's talk about it. The Mets. I was a week or an episode early. I shot my load early. Pause. But the beast of the East. The East is ours. (laughs) You bums. You 100 games won, great, but in second place, second fiddle to the Atlanta Braves, your daddy. And uh, I was inspired because Rob did a eulogy on the Phillies last season and many other, you know, gifts along the way throughout our podcast journey. So I did one this morning on the Mets. It's 40, 49 seconds long. And Rob, would you do the honor of... Uh, sharing to the folks the title of this 49-second clip that I made within 10 minutes this morning. It is called The Mets Baby, and I have a soundbite to add. I don't know what this is, but I have a soundbite to add. You want me to do it at the end or the beginning? It's uh, four seconds long. You can do it before. I don't know if it's working. It didn't go through. Oh no, his mic's not working. It didn't go through. Here. Don't worry, don't worry about the sound bite. Ah, all right. And here we go. In all his glory. Mets. It probably didn't go through anyway. Mets, this is to you. Enjoy. I'm going to tell you anyway, the NL East is over. That's right. It's a wrap. No one is touching the Mets. Tweet me the hate all you want about the Jinx. Nonsense. The Mets will be National League Eastern Division champs, and I don't even think the Braves are going to challenge them. Hold up. Wait a minute. Everybody gets their cell phones out. Light them up. The Braves have lit up. Bassett. It is a battle of the bullpen now for the New York Mets. In fact, May is in. 
in the air right. Ronald is there, and the Braves have won the East! Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. <laughs> oh, we're getting another intro. Hey, um, right. That's Mets fun. Mets. I hope you're doing well, fans. Oh. <laughs> I wonder what Mike Francesco is thinking right now. He's probably livid. Sleeping. <laughs> but yes. Other than that, I'm doing great. How about you? I can't complain. I'm a little <laughs> tired. It's been a long week already. It's only halfway through. Yeah, honestly. But we're here. Red October is coming. So is winter. Yeah, it's a little bit cooler in my office than I expected. It was really hot in my bedroom. I was working on the um, like my notes for this. Yeah, I'm working on a Friday's rundown, mm-hmm. and uh, I I was like, it's gonna be so freaking hot in that office. I'm gonna be like halfway through the episode and take off my hoodie. I sat down in here. It's like 10 degrees cooler in here. It's wonderful, which means it's gonna be hell. Well, opposite of hell in wintertime. <laughs> I'm gonna be well, in here with a, a space heater and blankets. Maybe uh, your windows open. Yeah, that was the problem last winter. We were maybe, what, the middle of January. And I was like, it's so cold in this office all the time. It's so cold. And I realized the window was open. Unbearable. Moron. <laughs> Idiot, that's what I am. Yeah, right. It's uh, weird because I have the HVAC vent right where my feet are. And nothing ever comes out. So <laughs> That's a problem. This is the uh, the house version of a lemon. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, you can always return it, right? Lemon law? In 30 days. I don't have a receipt either. Oh, Jesus. Who carries receipts anyway? Cash. Boomers? Cash home. Cash money, huh? What's a receipt? What is a receipt? Well, in wrestling, it's uh, a payback. Like, if you hit me hard, I'll hit you right back hard. Harder. You're hitting things hard. Um, Aaron James Judge. Yeah, right. So, I have a stat that you're never going to... I I never would have guessed this. So, because of Judge's dominance this season, mm-hmm. if you took every home run hit... In every season. And so like Judge, for instance, he wears number 99. Mm-hmm. If you counted 99 62 times and then did the same thing for every other um, jersey number for every home run hit every season, this season had the highest average jersey number per home run in the history of baseball at uh, 25.23, according Jesus to Christ. God knows who. Um, or I might have that wrong. It might actually be 23.25, but nobody's fact-checked me. Yeah, right. But because of Judge's dominance, he brought the number up, which is cool. He is just on a different planet this year. We hit number 62. It happened uh, Tuesday night. So as of Monday morning, FanDuel was allowing you to wager on uh, what day it was actually going to happen on. And during our episode last Friday, I actually did. I picked Sunday and Monday. I was only off by a day. Um, (sighs) So they thought it was most likely going to happen on... um, on Monday, if it happened at all, because they actually didn't think it was going to happen based on the odds. Tuesday was the second best odds. The second game of Tuesday was the third best, thinking maybe he would sit. And then Wednesday, because it was the uh, the finale, thought it was the least likely. So congratulations on uh, picking Thank that you. one correctly. Thank you. Congratulations Thank you. to the both of us for getting <sighs> Judge the home run. Um, now, we, we're going to put this to bed one last time. All right. What's up? What? What does this mean? The fact that he got 62. And Any, then I promise people out there will stop talking about it because people are probably pissed that we're always talking about the Yankees. 
that he ran away with the home run title this year. I mean, the the record is 73. Cool, 62 is awesome, but uh, 73 is the record. Eh. My, my favorite tweet said, uh, he's done it. Aaron Judge has pulled to within 12 of the, uh, the all-time record. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I mean, I think you shared a, an interesting photo. It was like a meme. It was like a the, the what's, the, what's that it? called? The podium. Um, it's like a yeah. Like when you raise it, like first place at the top, and then second, third, and so forth. Well, it had Bonds. I think McGuire, Sosa twice in there at some point. McGuire was twice in there as well. McGuire twice, and then at the very bottom was Maris, <laughs> and then Judge. And Judge is like the little kid with the champagne to celebrate. Just doing the champagne thing, which is weird because one of my friends actually likened the uh, the Philly celebration of winning the final wild card <laughs> to that the meme where the guy's in third place and he's celebrating. Are we? So are, is he saying that we're the Minnesota Timberwolves? The Wolves <laughs> had been in the playoffs recently. The Phillies haven't been in the playoffs since like before I could grow up facial hair. So. <laughs> Oh, no. the, the judge thing, um, mm-hmm. th- this whole American League record thing is absurd. It's not like this is, it's not like we're talking two completely separate leagues that didn't operate under the same, like, like, or I guess it's not like the American League was one completely different league. The National League was a different one. And then, like, 20 years ago, they decided to just become one super duper league. This isn't like, you know, the NFL and the XFL having two different divisions. Mm-hmm. Honestly, God, this would be like, Tom Brady becoming like the all-time NFC passing leader. I'm like, why, why, why do I care about that? Yeah, or, right. Or Joel Embiid. Or, no, or Nikola, Nikola Jokic sets the Western <laughs> Conference triple-double record. Like, why the, why the heck do I care about that? That's kind of how I view that. I think it's more Im- important and um, can't be understated that it's the Yankee record because the Yankees, of course, all over all of these years have had the prolific power hitters. Yeah. Even some of the guys toward the end of their careers, like, you know, Giancarlo Stanton and like Dave Winfield and like, Players like that, and A Rod, even Giambi, guys that have that could have come close, especially during the steroid era with yeah. um, with A Rod and Giambi uh, and Sheffield and all these different guys, and Matt Suey coming over, like different guys that you know, and Reggie Jackson too when they had him, um, and no one know, came close for him to be. I said that to my buddy earlier, uh, Fireman Joe, and I would I wanted to see what your thoughts on the idea were. Mm-hmm. Um, when you see a graphic and the three pictures are. Black and white Maris, black and white Ruth, and then current judge. I think that almost kind of makes you think. It puts it into perspective a little bit. It's crazy that this guy is being not not just I, I don't really Bonds is the record holder. And Bonds, yeah. in my opinion, is the greatest baseball player of all time. I don't care whether he did steroids. He was great before and after and ridiculous at everything. Um, but for Judge to have the Yankee record, which I, I care more about than the American. I don't care who doesn't matter where you play. Yeah, it's the same sport and Bonds, and it just so happens that Bonds, Sosa, McGuire were all in the the um, National League. For him to have his picture ahead of those two guys that are basically mythical figures to us, it's pretty absurd. And you know, if nobody touches that record for the next sixty some odd years, you know, our children and grandchildren are going to be looking at that and going, "Wow, that Judge guy, who was he?" And then we can tell stories to them. That's kind of how I'm looking at it. He's also the, having the greatest free agent season in the history of sports. Honestly. Literally, literally, have never seen anything like this. Maybe LeBron in Cleveland, but that might have been it. Well, hopefully, he doesn't do a decision. Um, yeah, likewise. I mean, I think we spoke on it last week at some point where I saw him hit when he tied it for sixty-one. I was sitting there with my dad in his mid-eighties, 
and I can always have that memory always where I was when he hit 61 and 62. For, unfortunately, I wasn't there when he hit 62. I was at work. It was I. I actually, um, well, at least you remember where you were. I was yeah. actually, I was driving off baseball equipment at one of my buddy's house because uh, Wolves had a game tonight and I wasn't able to be there. So okay. I dropped off the equipment to my buddy Dave, the one you actually met. And uh, yes, as I was yeah. standing there, like ready to leave, uh, my buddy Joe texted me 62. I was like, oh, cool. I guess it happened. <laughs> and then the Phillies cut out of their broadcast. He had the game on and the Phillies cut out of their broadcast and showed the home run and the rest mm-hmm. is history. But yeah, I've, it's weird. I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, it, it's surreal. These two mythical uh, figures, and then you see a current photo of Aaron Judge, almost in his prime, not even at his prime, and in free agency, and he could be very well in a different uniform for the rest of his career. Actually, Bonds left the Giants after a one or whatever year was it? Oh one or oh three that he did it? it was Probably oh one. Oh one sounds familiar. For some reason, I want to say it was oh one. Did you know that Barry Bonds? So when when Bonds broke the record, the previous record holder was seventy, with um, excuse me, with Mark McGuire. Yeah. When Bonds hit the uh, the home run, he hit it off a of former Philly Chanho Park. That was number seventy one for Bonds. Seventy three happened in 03, by the way, in 01, by the way. And didn't that happen on like the final game of the season? Finished with seventy three, so I'm not sure. I think so. Maris hit 61 on the final game of the season in 1961, mm, uh, which is crazy. Ruth hit um, 60 in 1928. Uh, Maris hit 61 in 61. And then 62 years later, Judge hit. I'm sorry, 61 years later, Judge hit 62. And uh, the, the craziest part of it all that made me think we live in a simulation. Mm-hmm. So Aaron Judge, jersey number 99, home run number 62. At the conclusion of the game, when Judge hit number sixty-two, the Yankees' record was ninety-nine and sixty-two. I mean, <laughs> if we saw that ahead of time, I don't know how much money but it would be—a stupid, absurd mo- amount of money to put down on a bet. That he's could you imagine? And when? Could you ima- yeah, seriously. Could you imagine if you were able to bet on whether or not somebody would break the home run, the American League home run record, back in, in April? general? It would have been like, yes, would have been like plus 10,000. I probably would have put a dollar on it just for shits and giggles. Just to see what happens. Now, what happens next year if, um, let's say, I don't know, give me a name, someone that hits home runs in the American League, uh, Trout. Otani. But yeah, let's say one of those two. Well, yeah, go figure. Um, <laughs> and the Angels still miss the playoffs. Um, let's, say that, let's say one finishes with 58, the other one finishes with 63. And we look back at this year and we made all this big mess about Judge getting the 62. Meanwhile, Otani, the guy he was in, in um, direct competition with for the MVP, goes and breaks his record a year after he sets it. That'd be, that'd be absurd, honestly. It would be, oh, well, it doesn't matter. It was not the Yankees record. Yeah, right. Not the 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 soul because the Yankees have that historical like everyone the who's who have, has been there. It's the North American. Baseball. It's the North American uh, birth certificate record. <laughs> the Mount Rushmore team. That's basically what that is. But I'm looking oh. at the stats here. Uh, Bonds 01. Yeah, it wasn't even his best to, season. <laughs> this is crazy. Just, that is insane. He had an OPS plus over 200 in 2004. He was the last player to do it before Judge this year. He was walked 177 times. Yeah, also holds the record for uh, yeah, most walks still in history. Hit 73. Oh, dude, he must. Because two years, three years later, 
2004, he had 232. Walks. And he had, he had a, what, a 6.09 on 41 home runs still. Huh? Yeah, what, well, it was a 6.09 on base percentage, right? It doesn't say. 2004. It doesn't say. It, doesn't say. Uh, it just has, like, the stats of just games played, RBIs, hits. Base percentage, 609. That's got to be His worst season was in 2005, and that's because he only played 14 games. I think he was suspended. Yep. He must have been. Must have been hurt because he came back in 06, and then he oddly, like, he, like, yeah. didn't he sign late in 07? Still possibly. Fucking so. ridiculous. Still led the league in walks his final season at 28 and 66. 132 walks. <laughs> Yeah, 2,558. I'm going to go ahead and guess that that'll never be touched in the walks. <laughs> that might be the most unbreakable record in baseball. Now, Rob, what if I were to tell you you can bet on that next year? Who would break it? Schwarmer. Aaron, Aaron Judge might break it. Like, you ain't getting a homer off me now. Screw that. Good for Aaron Judge. I mean, hey. He just 400 more walks than the second, second guy. God. It was Ricky Henderson, not a power hitter. Dude, he so, got it out of the way early, though. That's for sure. Well, good for Aaron Judge. Congratulations to him. I'm glad it's over with. Do you think it lost? This is my last thing I'll ask, and then probably the last thing we'll talk about until maybe the offseason when he signs with the Angels. Um, do you think that um, the fact that it, it took so long for this to happen and all the cut-ins and all the different things and everybody setting their DVRs, do you think it took away from the moment a little bit because it was more of just like almost like a monkey off your back kind of thing? Or do you think it still mattered? Oh, it matters for sure. But I think it losses is a lord and luster because of the day and age we're in now. Internet, we're all tied to it. So it's like Rick's, we're anticipating it at every at bat. I think it was, I forget what game, but he, when he was trying to tie it, people were like in the concession stand. And when Judge got up, everyone ran to the seats. And as soon as his, his at-bat was done, they went right back up like they didn't really care. Yeah, there was that Red Sox series on Apple TV uh, like a week and a half ago, and then they went to Toronto, and then they went back home against the Orioles, I want to say. They were up yeah. like 3-2 in the Orioles game. And it was the ninth inning, he singled, and then everybody just went home. That was kind of sad. Yeah, right, well, so um, it kind of sucks, though. Yeah. But uh, the Triple Crown watch, though. Yeah, it came close. Unfortunately. Do you think that was sabotaged? Well, the, the pitchers didn't want to pitch to him toward the end of the season, so he really had to. He was getting himself out if he were. Um, so he finished second behind Luis Arias from the Twins. Um, so Judge actually was given the day off earlier in the afternoon on Wednesday, mm. uh, game one sixty two, which is you know puzzling. He, I think he played fifty five straight games, which is nuts. Or started fifty five straight. All that talk of sitting him early in the season. <laughs> well, rest team. roulette. Uh, Michael K called it rest roulette every day. Uh, <laughs> somebody, it would be Donaldson one day, Gallo the next, Kiner Falefa the next. Um, so he finished second behind Luis Arias, who finished at 315 batting average. It's crazy how things have changed. The top 10 in batting averages, I think 10 doesn't even have a 300 batting average. When oh, we were God. kids, that's all people cared about. Um, and Judge finished at 311. He would have needed Arias to go over eight today, and Judge didn't play, so it didn't help him at all. But still, uh, an amazing effort from him. Would have just been the cherry on top had he done that. But I think 62 home runs and like 130 RBIs will get you paid. Um, you think he's going to get $300 million in free agency? Yeah. Or damn damn close to it. I think he, we'll, we'll break it down as we get further on when the Yankees get eliminated in the playoffs, and that's 
you know, is this the final game or whatever, or maybe when they win the World Series. Um, I think there's a chance he doesn't get that high of a contract total, but he gets like a six-year deal with a super ridiculous, you know, $42 million a year or something like that, where they pay him a lot per year, but not as long like a Scherzer thing, but maybe double the length. He's private though, man. I don't think he's ever spoken about anything like that. He the only thing he said is he wanted to get the contract done before spring training or before the season started. And he didn't get it done. So, do you think he's a long term kind of guy, like Harper type of thing, or is it more of like in basketball terms, give me two year player option type of thing? With the way his health has looked in years past, I know last year he stayed healthy for the most part. This year he stayed healthy. I think he just wants to lock in the money because this is his last chance to get that big deal. Mm. I don't think deep down he wants to leave New York. And I think there's something to having the lifelong player in your franchise. And the Yankees haven't had that since Jeter. And they haven't technically had a captain since Jeter. And he's the closest thing they've had to Jeter. But he's been better as a player. The closest yeah. thing they had in terms of leadership. You know, the people love him. He's, a, he's an amazing human. He's a family man breaking records he's doing everything in the pinstripes he's got a unique number that'll never be worn again in pinstripes yeah. um he's a, an amazing human you know he is the captain and i think that there's something to having that you know the lifelong they, they i think they call them um what's the word um i don't think they call them lifers um a forever yankee i think is the one that is the word they think they say um at least that's what the fans say when they call into the you know the radio shows and stuff but they haven't had a forever guy and the Phillies really haven't had one either. And it would be cool if, you know, they had one of those, but I think there's, there's something to it. So I don't think he wants to leave, but I think if the, if, if the price tag goes up enough, they're not going to pay it. He's 30. He's on the, you don't, you don't, you don't want to pay for somebody's thirties. You want to pay for somebody's late twenties, which is why Machado and Harper got all that money. Is there any legs to the Mets? Only if the ground leaves. Hmm. I think if DeGrom stays, they, they might even go back and get Conforto again. If he leaves, they're going to need to make a splash. And Trey Turner doesn't fit there because they have Nimmo in center and they have you know Lindor and McNeil up the middle. Trey Turner's not going to fit. He's, and Correa doesn't make any sense either unless they put him at third. But but he must be a shortstop. I think that if he – I think if Judge walks, Correa becomes the backup plan for the Yankees and they just say, we'll figure it out in the outfield. We're going to get Correa and put him at short and you know figure everything else out i don't know it seems like their backup plan is gone though when soto got traded to san diego so yeah so i don't know what their backup plan is go into the next season with stanton and right field i don't know if that's the way to go we'll break that down when we get to the time but um amazing and he's uh i would say pretty heavy favorite to win mvp at this point i mean for sure if not it's absolutely ridiculous rigged and whoever wins it, it's just like, you know, it's a sham. Yeah, it'll be almost yeah. like, what was it, the uh, the year Nash won over Kobe? Oh, God. That was ridiculous. The back-to-back. The, the year that uh, Rollins won, he didn't deserve it either over yeah, Matt Holiday. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Matt Holiday was on a different planet that year. The year Miguel Cabrera won, uh, when Miguel Cabrera had the triple crown, he actually wasn't better than Mike Trout. <laughs> well, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. I actually have an MVP stat later on in my uh, my W's Ooh. and L's. Ooh. So oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to unveiling that. I'm sure you can figure it out. Um, Yikes. Pressure. Congratulations, Aaron Judge. Congratulations to the pinstripes. His For parents sure. His parents did an amazing job raising a nice young man. Yes. And um, I can't wait to see him in center field for the Phils next year. Oh, dude, I'll be right there. Number I can see him. 
I can't wait to see him in the home run during a few years here. Dude, smash that bell. Not ring gonna it, be smash there. it. We're going to be there. We're going to be so big at that point that we're going to be doing the podcast from the stands. <laughs> Would you be able to throw the first pitch? Or you'd be like, nah, I don't want to do it. I can throw it to Joey Gallo. Yes. Because oh, I, I would like, request. I would love nothing more for him to hit a home run off me or for me to get a swing and miss. Gallo or Rizzo? Well, Rizzo at that point would be like 50. But I, I bet you if I throw a changeup, Gallo rolls over and hits it to the second base. That's neither here nor there either. So the Phillies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll make this quick because we're going to do a little bit more baseball heavy episode on um, our second episode this week, the, uh, the Friday episode, which will either. My guess is probably be sent out on Saturday. Yeah. So I'll just call it the Saturday episode. So Friday we are going to record right before the the games begin. Um, obviously it's a it's a long process that my uh, my colleague here will you know edit and put it out, but it'll be out after the games on Friday. So we're going to predict the playoffs, but we're going to go playoff heavy on Friday. We're going to do a little bit more football today. But um, at least once their ticket to the playoffs, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention this. Now, you posed an interesting question. Would you like to ask it to the other uh, people out there? <laughs> sure. Um, ladies and gentlemen, should there be a donation to any Miami Marlins cause as a thank you for uh, being a menace and ripping Milwaukee's hearts from possibly clinching the last wild card spot? Because if you're a Phillies fan, you know that is the team that just absolutely kills us year by year. Rob Thompson comes in and says, none of that, none of that. And we've basically been, for the most part, winning those games. Yep. This, the series, I mean, winning those series. And uh, Milwaukee gets the wrath of the Marlins in, in late September. And boy, was it beautiful to see. Oh, you know how I've always said that if the Phillies get into the playoffs, they're going to win the World Series because they only play well against good teams? Mm-hmm. So the Marlins, if if no game ever mattered, they would go 162-0. They're so good at winning games that don't matter because at the end of the season every year, they just play spoiler. Um, so uh, enemy of the podcast, I think he was number two. Joe Girardi was fired. The Phillies were 22-29. <laughs> and 29. Um, When Rob Thompson took over, there were seven games under. Rob Thompson... Under him, he went 65 and 45, 20 games over 500 as a manager. They finished at 87 and 75. Um, and he became the fourth manager in Major League Baseball history to take over a team midseason that was seven or more games under 500 and get them to the playoffs. Um, granted, obviously, the, the playoff structure has changed. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, they were only a game behind the Padres. Or no, they finished, yeah, a game behind the, or two games behind the Padres. It's still an incredible feat. Yeah. They would have been close to a playoff spot at the least. Do you think he's manager of the year in the National League, or do you think it's still going to be like a Dave Roberts who led the Dodgers to 111 wins? It should be him. Dave, that is a massive uh, roster lineup in L.A., and the paycheck obviously goes with it. And it's expected. It was just how far can they win? And not knocking Dave Roberts, it is tough to you know win 111 games, but when you're expected to be an odds-on favorite, I mean, you're getting the LeBron treatment, the Curry treatment, the Giannis treatment, like in NBA. Like Trout, you know, you're going to get greatness. Otani might be getting onto that point where you're expecting greatness, especially from a duel. No. Rob Thompson literally took this team, was underachieving under Girardi, seven games under, 
heading into, ironically, against the uh, Angel series. And as you said, the fourth manager in MLB history, not in NL, not in Phillies history, MLB history, to take over a team with seven plus games under 500 and then take them to the playoffs. Absurd. Fourth. I'm sure, they can Thompson. make it. They can make it sound more distinguished and say NL history. I'm sure he's like the second in NL history. <laughs> um, so yeah, excited about that. We'll we'll dive into the playoff series on Friday. We'll talk a little bit about the strengths and weaknesses of both teams. How about you, um, real quick? Do you think he's manager of the year? Ooh, I think Buck Showalter deserves a lot of credit for what he did with the Mets. Um, sure. Obviously, part of that is you know the payroll. And Cohen having a an owner who's not even scared of the luxury tax. I think Roberts, even though they they won 111 games, that's a tough thing to do is manage a team full of really good players. Um, it's hard to find playing time for everybody. That's why I think Boone should be in contention for the uh, American League one because mm-hmm. he managed a team full of players that he had 10 starting players for eight spots basically. Um, they're really nine spots with the DH, but DH was usually Stanton anyway. Um, yeah. I think Buck will probably get votes. My guess is it'll probably go to. Honestly, I think it'll probably go to Buck. Um, I can see Buck winning it. Roberts second. There might be some voter fatigue with the Dodgers, and then I think uh, Bobby Frowny Face will get number three. <laughs> um, I don't know what the name of the Cardinals guy is. I think it's Marmol. I think he deserves some votes. And honestly, um, it's a shame Mattingly won't be returning to Miami because I thought he did a decent job with them. The teams yeah. never have, they 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 just they're they're playing. They're they're always below ground floor. Like they, they, it's an uphill battle with them, and I think that you know it, it's hard. And I, I'm, for, I'm hoping he gets a good job next year. I don't know where it'll be. Maybe the Red Sox or something. I don't know where he'll go. Uh, maybe the Royals. I don't know what team he's going to go to, but I think he deserves a shot somewhere. Alongside. Maybe he'll come. Maybe he'll come here because he was on. Um, believe he was on Tory's staff and then he might have been on Girardi's staff. Hmm. Now he would no, he was at Dodgers by the time Girardi took over now in New York. So I wasn't sure if there was a connection between him and Thompson, but I don't think there is. Uh, I don't know because I, are you saying to replace Thompson? No, be on the may, staff? maybe like bench coach, third base coach, something like that. Well, here's the thing. You, you run into that problem. If Thompson doesn't do it for you, you got Madeline right there and you're not Madeline is not going to come in cheap. Yeah. I, I think to answer your question, I think he'll get votes, but he'll I think it's votes, be, I think it'll it. I think it'll be Buck. Not fair and, enough. And I think he deserves it. I think Snicker deserves it too. Give the you can, honestly, you can make the case for about five different guys. We'll definitely break that down though. Seattle finally got in, so you got to give him credit too. Scott Service, he deserves. Yeah, actually, he might get the AL one, unless they just give it to Dusty. I feel like Dusty's probably won it like fifty times though. <laughs> um, so we're gonna take a look now at our. Um, MLB preseason predictions now. Um, Joel was nice enough to highlight these on the dock, but I don't have a color printer, so Ooh. it all looks the same color to me. So all, the, right. all, all the all the names are grayed out. I got so you. I can't tell what's green and red. But I, right. I remember off the top of my head who these are, and I know I didn't do very well. So <laughs> I didn't get a single division winner in the American League. <laughs> all right. Uh, for the division uh, winners, we'll start with the NL. Uh, Rob picked the Dodgers. He got that one right. He picked the Braves. Got that right. But he picked the Brewers. And 
It was close. It wasn't like you know he picked. Ah, stop making me feel better. Just glow. You you got them all. Yes, I picked <laughs> the Dodgers, the Braves, and the Cardinals. Give me credit. That's very well done. Very well. And hey, I was sweating bullets, but the Mets, the Mets met. So true. Yeah, we were looking at that down the stretch. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, off of the AL, as Rob just said, he didn't get a single one. His picks were the Angels, White Sox, and Red Sox. Not have been worse. I don't know. <laughs> Could not have been worse. If you listen back to the first episode, when I first jotted these down in our like our ongoing notes here, I was listening back and I was like, oh, it's either going to be the Yankees or the Red Sox. And I'm like, oh, yes. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And I was like, Red Sox. That, could, that was probably the worst prediction here, aside from the Angels maybe, because we both made that prediction. Yeah. Um, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Mate. Well, we were so high. I was so high on the Angels, Otani, Trout, back together. Healthy. Started red hot too. Matting. We thought this was finally the year. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, I also picked yeah. the Blue Jays and then the Guardians. Oh. Got that, luckily. Uh and the Wild talk- Who would you compare them to? Maybe the Indianapolis Colts, maybe? Where it's just like every year they're just there. You forget they're there, and then they sneak into the playoffs. They win around, and then sort of, disappear. Yeah. yeah, just like on the fringe, just trying to get in. Maybe uh, wild card teams. Uh, was again NL. Rob took the Cubs, the Phillies, and the Cardinals. Like, do I get half credit on the Cardinals because yes. they made the playoffs? Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, that's a different shade of uh, gray here. So I'm guessing that was yellow. Yes. All right. Oh, was it really? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Basically, yellow is. Uh, Partial credit, red is wrong and green is good. But for okay, you, it's so we're, so gray, we're not too dark far gray, off here. real gray. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> You're being too nice. I just absolutely shut the bet on this one. I picked the Giants to be in the wild card, the Brewers to be in the wild card, which they were, but I also had the Phillies, so one of them had to get in, one of them lost. So, damn it. Uh, for the AL, Rob had the Blue Jays as the wild card and then the Yankees and Astros. My goodness. Yes. Three playoff teams correct, and you got five. You got four. Four, 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 four. Yeah, so well done. I have Yankees, in, in Astros. Yeah, Yankees, Red Sox, and Astros with my AL wildcard teams. So both high on the Red Sox because they looked good last year. But they I guess did. you forget you forget about who they lost, and it was Schwarber, and the pitching was not going to be the same. So it, shame on us. But this fall from grace, I don't know. They do this all the time, dude. They've had as many fifth-place finishes in that division as they have first place in the last 10 years. <laughs> That's insane. That You know why they get away with it? Because they keep winning championships every, like, six years. Yeah, after winning none. They trade away Mookie Betts. I bet you they'll win another title in, like, three years. <laughs> and then uh, the last one's over-unders we did. Oh, uh, the overs. The overs. Uh, we both basically tied. We were one for three. So uh, Rob had... Dodgers over 98 and a half. They did that like a month ago. Yeah. It feels like it anyway. They they finished at 111. Uh, Rob also had the Red Sox at 85 and a half. That one tanked. 75? Uh, 78. And then the Angels as well, 83 and a half. You were upset that I took that one. They finished at 73. <sighs> well, I didn't do any. I didn't do as hot either because uh, for the over... Well, this one I did. St. Louis over 84 and a half. 93. (laughs) Beautiful. But then the Cubs, 
74 and a half, I thought. Easy. Slam dunk. What they Locked get? at the rim. 74. Yikes. You got blue balled by the Cubs. <laughs> Honestly. And then the Marlins, who I thought these pesky Marlins are going to just beat up on the Phillies and beat up on some local jokel at 76 and a half. What did we get? 69. They should have at least beaten up on the, uh, the Nats. At least. Especially the post uh, Soto era, but I digress. We weren't even factoring that in. Uh, under. This is where Rob shined the most here. I, I'm good at identifying talent that isn't any good. <laughs> That's why the uh, the Wolves lost every game for the first like two years. <laughs> I was going to say the Detroit Lions because I'm ahead on football, but that's not the Detroit Lions. It's the Detroit Tigers. They will finish with under 77 and a half wins. The Lions uh, <laughs> 66 for the Tigers. That was not a sweat whatsoever. You had uh, the Steelers. Not wait, the Pirates <laughs> at 64 and a half. Almost close, 62. Ooh. And then another one that was dangerously close. Uh, the San up there Diego with the Padres, 88 and a half. Took the other. Oh, so, oh, shit. So I got that one wrong, actually. So when I bet him, it was 89 and a half. But, um, but it was 88 and a half for the, for the pod. Um, but they finished with 89. I had him 89 and a half on FanDuel. So I don't know what we were using for this. Maybe I just bet him later. But, uh, uh, I'll just give you I, partial I, credit because you did get it anyway. You've won money off of it, so uh, yeah. I was I was wrong on here, so I'm, I'll take oh. the L. So then we're uh, so we're tied. Actually, no. Damn, never mind. I thought that was an over. My bad. <laughs> no, nah, you're good. It's hundreds. And my la- my only L on this one is the Mariners. I thought it was a sophomore slump. Eighty three and a half. Ninety. Yikes! And then the Twins, eighty one and a half. And the Oakland A's at sixty nine and a half. Yeah, that was easy. I mean, that was. I think that was my first pick, honestly. Um, I don't remember the all of the um, the award winners, mm-hmm. but we're not going to get any of them, so it doesn't matter. Because oh, I, I, I changed I changed my uh, National League Cy Young award winner twice, oh. <laughs> and both times my guy got hurt, so I gave up. Uh, your American League Cy Young winner got traded to the Phillies. Um, <laughs> manager of the year, yours got fired. Mine's get, one of mine got fired. The other one is probably getting fired. And then you, you might actually get the American League. So you had Scott Service and Joe Girardi. Girardi is picking um, picking pumpkins right now. Um, <laughs> I, I had Joe Madden, who's working at the Giant that I just shopped at earlier. And um, who uh, David Ross, who's probably going to have to go back on Dance with the Stars when he gets fired by the Cubs. So not so hot. I don't even know who my rookie of the year was. I think Hunter Green had like a 70 RA, so that didn't hit. And then you, you pick some guy named... <laughs> Uh, Prado, I've never heard of. Dude, I just went for went for the moon. I mean, I have it if you want it, but we can just MVP, finish tomorrow. MVP, I picked uh, Rafael Devers and then changed it the first week of the season before the season really got deep and picked Judge, so I don't really get full credit for that. Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll run down it real quick. Uh, you had David Ross, <laughs> Joe Madden. I had Girardi and Scott Skurves, as you said. Rookie of the year, you had Hunter Green, Shane Baz. If I'm you got hurt too. He had to get a Tommy John. <laughs> I had Seiya Suzuki and Nick Prado. I, I, of the, years. the Suzuki one was a smart pick because he was almost like the Jose Abreu or um, or Tanaka thing where he comes over as a season bet. Mm-hmm. He thought, right? And then Cy Young, I had Mad Max and Noah Syndergaard of the new Philly now. Listen, if Max never got hurt, it was there for the taking. Honestly, you had but, uh, uh, Walker Bueller and Lucas Giotto 
Giolito. Giolito had one of the worst seasons I can remember, and <laughs> and uh, Bueller is uh, getting arm surgery right now. He won't be back until not next season, but the following one. Yikes! And then, as you said, you had uh, Ronald Cunha Jr. and Aaron Judge, but you had someone prior. And then I had Mookie Betts and Vlad Jr. So that was they it. They were. Uh, <laughs> I say we don't review that. Um, <laughs> So next episode, we're going to preview the series and the wild card. We're going to pick our winners. Mm-hmm. And then by the time that we record two episodes from now, the next series is series is, is, is will have begun. So we'll have to convene beforehand and pick uh, winners of those series and then talk about them on the pod after those series have already started. And we'll throw it on the pod. We'll throw it on the Instagram too, on the stories, just to keep the picks updated. All right. Now let's do a little bit of rapid fire here. Let's go. About week four review. Um, so we did Thursday night already last week. That was the Bengals and Dolphins. We don't want to talk about that anymore. Um, mm-hmm. So Sunday night or Sunday morning, waited on, waited all Saturday night for Sunday morning. Um, the Vikings beat the Saints 28 25, double doink to avoid overtime on a 61 yarder from Will Lutz Yikes. after nailing a 60 yarder about 10 minutes prior. Um, so almost pretty thrilling finish. The, um, this week will actually be the um, so the Giants. Not to get too sidetracked, but the Giants and the Packers play in London this week. That's Packers game. are the the Packers are the only team left that hasn't played in London. So the NFL will have sent all thirty two teams to London by the end of this this week. Um, so do you think the Vikings are good? Bad? Do you think they should draft a quarterback? Find one, dude. What, I have what are your thoughts no. Here? I have no idea what to do with the Vikings. They are only, only going to go as far as Kirk Cousins go. They are just a puzzle to me. Friend, we are, what are we, we're entering week five. Yeah. I still don't know what teams are good and bad. Yeah. It feels like last year we could at least kind of get an idea, and I Mm -hmm. think our picks kind of reflect it. I don't know if the Titans are good or bad. I don't know if the the Rams are good or bad. I don't know if the Bengals are good and bad. I don't know, but, I mean, the Dolphins were not sold on. What are the Saints? They could win four games. They could still win ten. Are the Lions uh, just unlucky? What's going on with Tampa? Yeah, the Lions have like the second most points scored in the entire league. Yeah, they can't get. They lose these close games. They should have beat the Eagles in Week One. Giants are three one. and one. The Lions three and one. The Giants are three and one. It's Carson uh, Wentz good. He had two great weeks, and now he's bad again. Cooper Rush, who is this guy? In the NFL, it's been a very tumultuous season, which is concerning for me because I feel like when the Eagles get in the playoffs, they're going to get beat in the first round, and it's going to be bad. Um, so we'll go to the Eagles next. Eagles 29, Jaguars 21. This was shades of the 2014 home opener against the Jags, and the Jags came out and I think had a 21-0 lead. Oh, my god! And then the, uh, the Sproles touchdown kind of spearheaded the, uh, the comeback. Uh, that was under Chip Kelly, I believe. Um, he scored 20 unanswered points in the second half. and oh, I'm sorry, in the second, and then scored in the second half. Um, Doug Peterson got a great ovation. He had a jersey swap with uh, Jason Kelsey, who traded his jersey for Doug's jacket. Um, <laughs> Devontae Smith was very cold on the sideline, if you saw the mic'd up. Um, just kind of a quick you know, spark notes on this. We'll kind of dive into it a little bit more. On um, actually, let me just pull up the box score now, and I'll kind of read <laughs> off some of the numbers for you. While you do that, I mean, I didn't get a lick of any of these Sunday games because I was at work, busy, in the rain, in the downpour. But 
I did see early on it was fourteen nothing Jags. I'm like, there's it, there it is. It's a trap. I knew I'll it. Give you a, I'll give you one guess. How many times Trevor Lawrence fumbled? Twice. Four, four times, and Jesus. he lost all four of them. He lost all four of them through an interception. So they turned Lawrence over five times. They're getting at the quarterback. That's for sure. Son Reddick was phenomenal. The Eagles are the first team I think in NFL in this century to have a player of the week every week for the first four weeks. Um, they had a, a special teams player of the week. Week one, I think it was Zach McPherson. Brandon Graham got uh, defensive player of the week. Jalen Hurts got an offensive. And now Reddick, uh, Hassan Reddick got defensive. And Jalen Hurts was the player of the month as well. Um, Trevor Lawrence, 11 of 23, 174. Jalen Hurts, 16 of 25, 204. Uh, both men had an interception. Lawrence had two touchdowns in the air. Running game really didn't get going for the Jags. Did for the Eagles, 134 for Miles Sanders, who is now third in the NFL in, in rushing yards. Crazy. Um, he had two touchdowns. Jalen Hurts had one. Kenneth Gainwell had one. And Trey Sermon got two carries for the Eagles, former uh, 49er and former, I believe, Ohio State Buckeye. Um, let me double check. I'm liking the balance, though. Week by week, I'm liking it. Jay Brown had another good week. Dallas Goddard did well. Uh, Devontae Smith, quiet, but he was cold. Um, <laughs> uh, the greatest bet I think I ever made was Marvin Jones under three and a half receptions, which was. A lock. He had zero. Um, Christian Kirk <laughs> had two catches for 60 yards. And um, Jamal Agnew, two touchdowns. So good for him. Uh, the Jags move on to this week. The Eagles do as well. It's Cardinal hate week as the Eagles and the Phillies have been taking on the Cardinals this weekend. I mean, there is a post I saw someone on TikTok, but Eagles, their last four games have been against former Eagles, and they've just killed them, and now Zach Ertz is next. It's the, uh, it's the hallway with the Grim Reaper going from yes. one to the other. It yes. was Deuce week one. Um, who Deuce was it Daly, week two? that's what it was. Who was it week two? Was it Carson, or was that week three? Oh, week, oh, week, week two was um, Rager. Rager, yes. yes week three was uh, Carson. Week, Doug doesn't count. Ertz shouldn't count, but uh, Doug and Ertz were the next two. I mean, I'm here for it, though. I'm here for it. I didn't catch it until I like now. the idea. Who's next after the Cardinals? <laughs> Literally about to check that for you. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles, week Fogel? six. Oh, they take on the Cowboys. So Jason Peters, week six. Yes. <laughs> uh, seven, week eight. I don't know if there's any uh, former Eagles on the, um, the Steelers. Hmm. The pride of Pennsylvania. The Commonwealth. Bills 23, Ravens 20. Bills win late. Analytics, baby. The Ravens uh, interception on fourth and goal. Hard uh, Harbaugh's reasoning you put was mumbo jumbo, which I don't disagree with. Dude, he's... <laughs> I don't know where I saw it. Maybe it was YouTube, but they explained the entire thing, and I'm like, huh? I had to go back again. <laughs> like, what is he saying? Like, he just remember... He, Basically, memorized what he was supposed to say and just regurgitated it right back out. No, just nothing else. Dumb decision. Uh, it, by all, all encompasses, it's just a dumb decision. Next game. That was just dumb. Bad loss. That was stupid. Good for the Bills. Uh, Falcons 23, bound, Browns 20. I get, I'm get. i going to give myself an L. Last week, we <laughs> went through the games, and I said, I'm not touching this game with a stick. Then I said, maybe I'll take the under, and then I took the over in the TTP. So never listen to me again. Um the, the NFC South is wide open. Very wide open. The Bay Buccaneers don't look the same. 
Uh, the Saints look beatable. The Panthers are not the playoff team I thought they'd be. And the Falcons don't look too bad. Uh, well, Cordero, Cordero Patterson getting hurt doesn't help. Uh, and Kyle Pitts not being a factor doesn't help. But defense isn't too bad. The, court, the quarterback looks pretty good, Mariota. And I think they'll figure it out. Um, Cowboys 20, communists are communists. You have to stop calling them the commies. Um, the Washington team. Commanders. The commanders. Um, Cowboys 25, commanders 10. Cooper Rush undefeated 4-0. This is the first time he didn't lead a fourth quarter comeback, though. Um, oh, oh, you even put that there. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you think there's a quarterback controversy? Do you still think it's Dakota Prescott? Oh, oh, oh it's, it's brewing. Hey, Cowboys are, for all purposes, they do like to hold on to the pass, but... Recency bias here, four and zero with the new quarterback, new life. All right, let's just say, let's, let's see if they get another big win. Like say, say the Eagles go in there and they're still on the feet of the Eagles, and Cooper Rush beats the Eagles. I mean, are you gonna put Dak back in there? Let's just say they stick with Cooper Rush and they decide he's the guy. Mm-hmm. What team is Dak Prescott on next season? Tampa, NFC South. Happened, but if I'm this team, I I kick the tires on it. On what? No, I think your mic cut out for some reason. Oh, uh, if it, I got a wild card for who it, who if uh, I ran if I ran a particular team, I would make a run at him, considering he'd be a free agent, and that would be the Chicago Bears. They would never. They would never. But if I'm them, he's an obvious upgrade over Fields. You can trade Fields while he still has value and maybe try to lure free agents in with Prescott. I don't think it'll ever happen, but it's worth a shot. Maybe the Titans, if they move on from Tannehill. They don't have to travel very far. Tennessee's not too far from uh, Texas. It's an upgrade. Or does it go west? Seattle. Maybe the Niners, but I think they are going to hitch their wagon to Lance. Yeah. Right. No, I can't say the Raiders. Kyler Murray, if that relationship goes sour. Yeah, I was thinking the same, but I don't think they, they can move on from him after signing to that deal. Interesting yeah, food for thought. Um, For sure. How long before uh, Heineke takes over in Washington? Oh, dude. Two weeks tops. Steps. He is he is doing the thing where you step on the back of the person's shoe. <laughs> what's that called? Flat tire, I think is what it's called. That's not footsteps. He he's gonna he's wearing Wentz's like uniform. Actually, um, I, I retract that. Give it one week. Max. He'll so, be in the second half. That's how soon he will be. I just want to take a moment and talk about what's up. All of my horrendous picks. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm not picking on you here. The highest scoring football game. Since 2018, Seahawks and Lions, and you took the under. Um, 48-45. This game was still going on. We were like almost through the first quarter of the 4 o'clock games. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Wait, I, I thought I had that in the bag. Absolute shootout. Usually bad teams are crap games. This was a fun game. Dude, I thought that was in the bag. and As you mentioned, one team had 48 alone <laughs> in the shootout. Um, yeah, that's a great point. That was a good game. I don't know if you saw any of it, but uh, I saw the highlights. They were pretty good. I mean, what a what a 
I, I cannot you feel worse. You called it, though. Did I? Jamal Williams. People sleep on him. Green Bay is oh, done for letting him go, and he dude, went he's, off. He's legit. Yeah, he's a he's a really good number two running back, if, if not a you know potential starter. Um, do, do you think that uh, to answer to ask your question to you from a few minutes ago? Do you think the Lions are just unlucky, or do you think their defense is that bad? Unlucky. I, mean, I think unlucky. It, their defense is so bad that if they just had a regular bad defense, they would probably be three and one. You think? But, but their yeah, defense yeah, is right. their defense is so bad, like like uncharacteristic of an NFL team bad. It must if, suck, if they though. if they were just regular bad, like, is it penalties like discipline or just, just pure bad talent? I just don't know because Okuda is not terrible. I, the, the pass rush doesn't do much for you, and I can't name a linebacker on that team. They might be, they, maybe they're poorly coached. Maybe that's what it is. I mean, I don't know what he's doing now, but I know Vic Fangio was sitting out there in the offseason, so maybe, maybe he he would be a good guy to breed some life into a team like that, but. Again, I don't. I don't know if he's on. If he's on a staff somewhere, if he doesn't even want to coach anymore. Um, another this game, I don't remember a thing from. Uh, Titans twenty four, Colts seventeen. The most generic score of all time. You could have put that there <laughs> just to confuse me, and you uh, you would have gotten nothing from me. Um, Derrick Henry did score a touchdown though, according to my DraftKings account. Yes, but uh, it didn't matter anyway. He was a parlay. Um, Is he back? Do you want to give me blind analysis on this game, and we'll just take our chances? I mean, Tannehill did what he did, scramble around, take the glory from King Henry. What they say, Matt Ryan always just takes what the defense gives him. That, uh, <laughs> that too. Henry did a good job running the ball. I'm going to assume Jonathan Taylor got hurt because he's not playing tomorrow. Um, um, if you can name one white person on that team other than a quarterback, he had a high motor. Um, what else? Can off the top of my head. Malik Willis, or Wilkes, whatever, was like trying to warm up on the sidelines. Yeah, it's a generic 24-17 game. I did remember one thing, though. I think it was the end of the first half. The Titans had no timeouts, and they're scrambling with no That's time right. left. Yeah, they went to kick a field goal, right? And with time expiring. I'm like, what was going on here? Poor clock management. And that's going to bite them in the butt if they become like playoff eligible. Clock management will be a big thing. That is, that is a big win for the Titans, though, to win a, a division game and get get their feet wet. Um, after Honestly. beating the Raiders the previous weeks, now that division is pretty wide open too. The Jags are not bad. Uh, like I mean, you te- said, Texans the- might be unlucky. Honestly, oh three and one. I, I just spoiled it. Obviously, there they're the best on on winless team I've seen Honestly. in a while. Honestly, honestly, you could put the three and one Giants up against the oh three and one um, Texans, and <laughs> I don't know how if I would be super sold on the Giants. I'd probably um, hit the over forty-eight on that one then. Speaking of the Giants, they won twenty to twelve over the Bears. Um, still know nothing about Daniel Jones. <laughs> like, damn, Daniel. He played pretty well, but I mean, he pretty he well doesn't throw the ball at all. Two rushing touchdowns on the same bootleg. I would f- <laughs> like the defensive corner. What are you doing? It's the same play, and he went right back to the well. That wouldn't happen if Vic Fangio were still there. Uh, the Jets. <laughs> how about this? It was actually a pretty good game. Jets J-E-T-S, and Steelers. Jets, Jets, Jets. Red zone was really, literally, not to, no pun intended. They were zoned in on this game. So Kenny Pickett, <laughs> Kenny Pickett makes his NFL debut. Yeah. Throws an interception on his first throw. Rushes for two touchdowns. Um, Zach Wilson comes back. Looks pretty good. Yes. Smacked down a gritty after did the full Philly Philly special. He's made some. Uh, he made a couple good throws. Yeah. He's back. For him, good for Salah, good for the Jets, man. Bring some life into that team. And that yeah. division, not wide open because obviously it's 
top yeah, heavy, but Bills are still there, and the, and the Dolphins. But it's a promising future. Like them, the, the, you got to feel good for. for Jets fans aren't aren't annoying like the other New York fans. They're, they're the most like yeah. measured fan base. Um, but they're also delusional. Fair. You sort of, I think, almost called this completely. You said if uh, if two or not two, um, if Trubisky uh, flounders, the fans are literally going to be calling his uh, Pickett's name. They were chanting his name. I mean, the Swami here, Chris Ball, imaginable. A slop here. game for him to debut in, though, Pickett. But because the weather was so great, and he has tiny hands. Did you did you peep the uh, the stat right there? I threw in there. He was ten of thirteen. The only three incompletions were the three interceptions. And granted, no, they were all tipped. It wasn't like he the, threw it into the hands. The first one, I thought Claypool made no effort to catch the ball. Nothing the, at all. And the third one was the Hail Mary, right? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so zone. those two, I don't th- really care. Dude, he can throw it. Yeah, he, he did launch that ball. Um, and I don't I don't remember the second one, admittedly. The if, but it's probably he was returned? Tipped. He was returned probably, for a touchdown. Probably tipped, like you said. Um, yeah, yeah, they were all tipped, though. But Pickens, not bad. And yeah, he scored a touchdown or two. Yeah, you know who he's facing this week? Who? Buffalo. So <laughs> I, I would start Trubisky and just keep Pickett from ruining his life. Uh, the Chargers beat the Texans 34-24. Austin Eckler had a big game, a couple touchdowns. Um, a huge game. Yeah, Herbert looks pretty good. Allen was out, but the Chargers, you know, get a win that they needed. Cardinals defeated the Panthers. This was the Cliff Kingsbury versus Matt Rule game. The loser has to go coach coach at Auburn. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness! As we take my pulse, there's none left, just like the Panthers. <laughs> uh, moving on, uh, Packers defeat the Patriots in overtime. This was an exciting game. Uh, Nance and Romo on the call. Bailey Zappi. Uh, Who? Exactly. If you want to mark him off on your bingo cards for backup <laughs> quarterbacks, he almost beat the uh, the the what's it called the Packers in Lambeau. Incredible. To Mason, Mason Crossbar wins the game for the um That's for skeleton. The Packers. I mean Aaron Rodgers doesn't look very good, my friend. He is missing a wide receiver barely. Oh my goodness. You think and I saw this on TikTok. And this is the cow herd thing, so I don't believe it. Do you think Belichick is trying to sabotage the Patriots on his way out? How so? Drafted Mac Jones who's as plain as it gets. Spent a lot of money in free agency on guys that aren't necessarily difference makers. He brought in coaches that are coaching outside of their comfort zone. Joe Judge was a special teams coordinator. Matt Patricia used to be his defensive coordinator. He doesn't have coordinators. Um, he's got his son on the staff, although Steve Belichick is pretty pretty good from everything I've read. Um, and he let Tom Brady go. Pretty much caused Brady to leave. Because he tried to trade Brady. Uh, Can you believe that? Do you believe that story, by the way? Do you believe that story that he tried to trade Brady? Yeah. In 2017, and instead was like, all right, fine, here's Garoppolo. Yeah. Because Garoppolo left immediately. There's nothing funnier than the story that I read where somebody called him about Garoppolo and said, he said, I will give you Brady instead. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Bill Belichick is a national treasure. Right. Um, the fact <laughs> he has the most plain looking house I've ever seen. Remember in 2020 during the draft, they had uh, cameras on all the coaches and he had his dog sitting at the table. <laughs> no, oh, wait, uh, I, I vaguely remember yeah, it. Yeah, so they had uh, they had cameras on all the coaches in their houses because they did the draft remote <laughs> and his dog was sitting at the kitchen table with a laptop. 
Um, next up, the Raiders defeat the Broncos with a much-needed win for the Vegas Raiders. The only team now that doesn't have any is Houston. The um, Raiders. Not very convincing. I didn't see a ton of this until the end. Uh, Russell Wilson looks lost. He doesn't look like himself anymore. Um, and the Chiefs beat the Bucks. This looked like a – this was a – visibly this was a more um, – Uncompetitive game than the than the score would indicate. The, the score yeah. makes it look like it was close. The Chiefs were never in danger of losing this game. I mean, you called it last week. Was in danger of losing that eight and a half. Luckily, they held on at the end. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you called it like the last time Andy saw this team. Mahomes was running for his life, so it's a get back game for this one, and they smashed them. Oh, so not just the return for, of Mahomes to uh, Raymond James Stadium. You know what else we got a return of this game? Hurricane Ian. Who? Tariko sitting there. We got the Chris Collinsworth slide. Oh, did we? It's back, baby. Oh it's my god! It's back like the uh, it's back like the uh, the chicken fries. Um, and then the the 49ers <laughs> defeated the Rams twenty four to nine. This is the seventh consecutive win for the 49ers over the Rams. That is no absurd. And, uh, not 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 counting the playoffs, of course, because I believe the Rams beat them last year. I have no idea what to make of the Rams. Yeah, McVeigh. Should should people apologize to you? Yeah. Me. Because you were one of the forefront people out there saying that Matt Stafford is overrated. Just because Just, he has a talent, y'all were like bumping him as a top five quarterback. He is a good quarterback, but top five, no. And I think the fact that he was underappreciated for so long cause people to think that he was better than he really is when people like us were watching these games. Listen, Matt Stafford was my fantasy quarterback like four years in a row. Every single year I drifted, he was like eighth in the um, – because he would throw for 330 every week. The thing that makes me think that he might not – I don't think he's overrated. I think he's a little over – I think I, they're – a little bit. And I think they're just over overstating how good he has played as a Ram because he's, he's a phenomenal quarterback. I love oh, him. Yeah. Uh, but he's not Brady, Mahomes, Allen, Rodgers, or even Lamar, like any of those guys. He's literally an upgrade from Goff. He's an upgrade from Goff, and he fits the offense perfectly. He can launch the ball anywhere. He can make any throw in the field. He's he's a more polished and a less dumb Derek Carr. And, <laughs> oh, my God, a less dumb. Because I think Carr makes mean. some stupid decisions sometimes. Now, my thing with him yeah. is where you where you can basically say checkmate to me is take a look at Golden Tate without him. Take a look at um, Eric Ebron without him. Take a look at Kenny Galladay without him. And take a look at Marvin Jones Jr. without him. He made them better. Uh, Jones is on his way out of the league. Ebron is basically out of the league. Um, Golden Tate was a little older when he left, so I'm not going to count that against him. He was good with the Seahawks. But Kenny Galladay wants to, wants to, literally wants to quit the Giants. They're 3-1. and one. Stafford is, made these guys. He's annoying. Yeah, Stafford made those guys. Got them paid to a certain extent. Paid, dis- yeah. He got, he got, got Galladay paid for sure. I, oh, I, I think I, I think for so long people just didn't see Stafford and they didn't know truly because nobody's watching Lions games. Even when they were good, nobody was watching them. But Stafford's a, a really good player. I don't think he's overrated. I don't want to – but I think he is overrated, but just because of the way that they are talking about him now. I think he's always been this guy. It's just nobody really noticed it. That's true. I mean, because you were playing Detroit, you were barely. You had he Megatron. Never, 
for the longest time, he didn't have a win on the road against a team with a 500 record or better. For like yeah. the first eight years in, in the in the uh, the league. There's this video that keeps surfing on my TikTok, but it was like his first his rookie year, and I forget the team that he was facing, but it was like a one of those late back comebacks games. I, I can't even speak it slow. Oh, is that when he got hurt? And he got his shoulder was popping out, but he's like, "I'm gonna go back in. I'm gonna go back in." And he got the last touchdown. We did the fake spike, and he threw it out to Megatron. No, was it? It was fixed. White? I don't remember, but it's like his shoulder was basically hanging off. It was out of socket. And it keeps coming up like from his days. I'm like, he is tough as nails, but I don't know, man. Nine points? And then my boy's like, dude, they don't beat San Fran. I'm like, oh, that's why he was an underdog. They just literally don't. And this was in, was this in LA? No, this was in San Francisco, right? I mean, same deal. There's, California is California. Doesn't matter. It's always hot. But yeah, yeah, man, right. the Rams, the Rams are kind of sputtering. Um, week five, the Colts, they limp in at one, two, and one, and the Broncos limp in at two and two. Denver current three point favorites over the Colts. This is Thursday night. Um, Jonathan Taylor officially out for Thursday's game. Big loss, big loss right there. Big loss, but who knows? They do have some good running backs. Um, I think they'll be fine. I think it'll be an interesting game. This is the battle of two quarterbacks that used to be. The class of the NFC, and now we're kind of on a new team trying to find their footing. Uh, Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson um, don't know how to look at this game. I don't know how to read it. How, how are you looking at it? Well, it says here minus three, over under 42 even. You're looking at about, what, 24? No. 20, 21, 21? So it's like a 20, what? Nineteen twenty one, like twenty three twenty or twenty two nineteen. I don't like this game at all. I'm not gonna watch. Oh no, we don't have baseball. I guess I have no no reason not to. I'll probably have it on in the background, but I'm not really gonna be paying too much attention. Fair, and I do this sometimes with college. I'm probably gonna watch just because I love Kirk Herbstreit so much, That's and right, I think he's he he's kind of revitalized um, um Al Michaels. I think Michaels has gotten a little stale the last few years. I think he's great now. He's been. He sounds great, and he, he looks does. great. You can um, tell though, they're still work. This they are still working out the kinks with the production. Because I'm telling they're, they're pros, man. But you can tell that he's still like he thinks we should go to commercial, so he's saying it, and then it's like an awkward pause. And like, uh, I guess we're saying right here. You can kind of tell like something. he's still working it out, but uh, it's not bad. I do enjoy their dynamic, but as you, you said. Only- I don't know why he doesn't do the sliding like Collinsworth. That's the only the only there. dynamic thing I've noticed each week is Kirk Herbstreit's ever changing facial makeup. Um, More pounds of makeup. <laughs> yeah, the, the the Michael slip up last week was hysterical. And it was so it was so flagrant that uh, Nick Castellanos almost hit a home run in its honor. Um, <laughs> the, the thing that I don't understand about this Thursday night thing on Prime. Mm-hmm. Is I get so many commercials for Amazon Prime watching this on Amazon Prime, which I pay for. I saw. I think I saw this on. Maybe you mentioned this too. But yeah, you're you paying for a subs- you're paying for a subscription. You know what is it, like a hundred something for you know. It's not. It's not cheap. It's not cheap. Let's just say that. I think it's like it's. I think it's a hundred something a year. Yeah. Oh, it's about to be close to two hundred at some point. Will be if they keep paying for NFL games. Honestly, and yet here we are watching it as if it's on Fox or CBS or ESPN. I'm like, come on, bro. 
get rid of these commercials. Just give me, I don't know, something in-house. Give me the thing. You ever watch the League Pass pre, uh, thing with uh, the, the NBA? So there's previews of it, and the, the, the website that I use to stream these things gives the League Pass feed. So if you're watching, let's say you're you're at home and you're watching the Sixers game on the uh, League Pass. Oh, you Pass, see the halftime show, right? You see the halftime. You see them shooting like the shirts, everything. I want to see that. Show me that. Whatever they do on the football field. They don't do anything, but I just want to see it. And because you're neutral, Amazon Prime, you can just switch over to the visiting or the away team in a way. Yeah. Like you just kind of see the coverage for the away team or the halftime show for the home team, something like that. I don't know. Maybe it's something. So everybody knows that my guilty pleasure on television is Dance with the Stars. Yes. That is on Disney Plus. They're mm-hmm. doing two hours commercial free. What? Literally going two straight hours, Damn. and they do a phenomenal job. If they can do that, then Amazon Prime, I don't need to watch commercials, dude. Honestly. They're getting enough money from subscribers. The whole idea of subscriptions is not having ads. That's why the <laughs> athletic is so important. The greed get greedier. That's what it is. Saw the um, I don't know if I said this on the pod, but a couple weeks ago when the Chargers and, and uh, Chiefs played on, um, mm-hmm. on Prime, uh, yeah. Jeff Bezos was in the building. And I saw a tweet that said the second most, uh, the second richest person in the building behind Jeff Bezos is Chase Daniel. <laughs> Ooh, He's I been at all, all the games, though. Has he really? He should be. He's he was making, He was there in Cincy. I believe he was there the, in Cincy. He paid all the money to be there. He may as well buy a ticket. Honestly. I'm pretty sure he's at all the games. What's to the Broncos? What was that? What do you think wins? Let's ride. Mm, I, ugh, gross. I can't believe I said that. Um, give me the Colts. Man, I'm with it. This is the uh, the Peyton Manning Bowl. <laughs> Speaking the of that, I wish Brandon, there was a Manning cast for this. Brandon Stokely Bowl. Give me, give me a Manning cast for this one. Have Peyton just there. Should do a Manning cast for every sport. Honestly. They should not just be relegated to football. They should do one hockey game, maybe maybe one a month because they do a lot of football. Oh they should God. do one. They should do one basketball. They should have to do Hornets and Spurs on a Wednesday night, and then they should have to do Dallas Stars and Detroit Red Wings, and then they should have to do baseball. They should have to do baseball too. Oh my gosh, that'd be fun. That'd be entertaining. I'd Joe Buck did. Um, Joe Buck was like a guest in the booth one time for a hockey game, and he did play by play for a few minutes, and it was pretty good. Oh yeah. So well, he's if, a pro's pro. If he can do it, then the Mannings can sit there and break down what a slider is. Because I would love to hear Eli break down the difference between a cutter and a sinker, or why uh, why there wasn't a sacrifice bunt or things like that, or what what the um, what the, what the 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 safe thing means, or when uh, when the player calls for time. Well, right here you got to take a breather. <laughs> I love Eli; he's good. I didn't appreciate him when he was oh, Eli's a giant, phenomenal. but he is low key funny. He's got he a better a personality. He, he might have a better personality than Peyton. It, I think his personality is rubbing off on Peyton because Peyton's showing some life, but you can tell he's new at it. Eli's great. Eli just is like boring though, like J. Crew model. <laughs> he's like, I want that right off the off the mannequin. Just give me he's that. He's not. Uh, he's not impacted by his fame and fortune. Yeah, Eli is Eli. Great. Right. They should. I almost want them to have a third person, but I think they're better without the third. Oh yeah. It was good when they had Shannon Sharp on, though. It sucks that Shannon works for the other network because he'd be the perfect third guy. I do like their interviews in in uh, during it. And I might job. be I might be stepping on one of your W's, but the Jalen Hurts one was pretty good. 
I don't, uh, I, don't I don't have that on my W's, but I do have a um a, an adjacent thing. So Michael K and A Rod do one for baseball mm-hmm. on Sundays, and they will be doing the Philly series. That is a big which one. Which is pretty I, sick. I'm, I'm still stoked about that. I can't wait to hear Michael K talk about Kyle Schwarber hitting the first pitch of the series to Mars. Um, <laughs> oh, you both just like, jump into it though. So we w's both like. Yeah, so we both like the Colts. So uh, yeah, it's 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 Colt, Colt now sure. that I've pulled even, I'm just going to pick all of your teams so I don't lose. Um, <laughs> w's and L's. I have four W's and three uh, one L, but two of my W's are tied together. I have two W's, one L. The same L, but I uh, I'll let you go first just in case I steal it. It's the clown, bro. One. CTE rapping. <laughs> Rob takes his glasses off. <laughs> he's just, I don't know if he's upset, oh, fuming. This wasn't on my, my list, but I do have an idea that I want to get your idea, uh, your response for in real time, but it's not often that I actually introduce things to you on the pod. So when you're finished this, I have an idea. Okay. It is one Antonio Brown. The clown himself is my first and only L. This is, <laughs> Rob is, I don't know if he's living. Or did I steal his L? No, I just had those on for so long. I need to rub my face. Oh. <laughs> he did it aggressively, so I thought, like, damn, I just stole his thunder. But, yeah, Antonio Brown in the news again for various reasons, but there's a video that surfaced him in the pool, butt-ass naked. I'm trying to figure out where this was going, but, yeah, I forgot about this. Yes, <laughs> butt-ass naked with some, I guess, lady friend or someone in the pool and butt-ass naked, his butt in her face. And then at one point, he just, I don't know how to say it, thrusts up in the air. And all you see is a blurred, you know, his, yeah, his the, piece. The funniest thing was he was sitting toward the side of the pool. And uh-huh. his, what can only be described as an Italian role <laughs> was, oh um, was out. And they blurred it for one of the pictures on Twitter. But it, when you blur something that's a straight line, you can still tell it's there. Yeah. And one of the barstool guys quoted it and said, thank you for blurring that. <laughs> PFT is awesome. That who? That's the guy? Yeah, PFT commentator. Gotcha. He's funny. And then um, what else? Oh, and then in lieu of the – this is, coincides. In lieu of the, I guess, news that Giselle and Tom Brady are now in a divorce. Now, this was kind of funny. This, <laughs> this idiot poses a picture – of when they won the Super Bowl, of Giselle basically embracing him in kind of a half hug, and then the the caption is, "Put that put put that shit on whatever that whatever the caption was is basically his single of his rap song." <laughs> and I don't know where it's going, but I would not disrespect the man who basically brought you in and got you another ring before you basically quit on the team. As drop as Rob drops his mic, <laughs> almost my bad. But yeah, Antonio Brown, L. I actually have an idea. And I yeah. want your thoughts. I, I came up with it on the way to work today. Okay. Um, so he's going to be, he and um, and one of the Paul brothers are, are yapping back and forth on the internet oh, about no. fighting each other. No, 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 and no. the Paul guy said, I would drop you faster than the Patriots did. And that got me thinking. Listen, we've already seen Le'Veon. We've already seen Adrian Peterson do it. We've seen Nate Robinson. We've seen a lot of these former athletes step into the ring. Against 
a 16-man bracket of former athletes who are either domestic abusers or rapists <laughs> fighting against each other. And the money, the proceeds, you sell, so you sell it on pay-per-view. You got Kareem Hunt versus Sean Watson. You got Greg Hardy against <laughs> Aroldis Chapman. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do Greg Hardy. Well, Hardy doesn't count, but um, you got Aroldis Chapman versus Dubal Herrera. You could have the baseball bracket, the football bracket. You could have the American bracket, the Dominican bracket. I don't care what you do. But you you take it, you sell it on pay-per-view. It's a 16-man bracket. It's like King of the Ring. It all happens in one night. Um, Ray Rice. And, and all the money that is made off the event goes to charities, which are to help the victims of domestic abuse and um, sexual assault. So pricks beat the shit out of each other for, for $29.99. For like Cook. six hours, like I said, this is going to be Cook this calls. is like this is like King of the Ring. Everybody, it's Kurt Angle's having three matches in one night. If listen, if Chapman beats Odubel, he's got to go out there and, and face um, I don't know, Ray Lewis. Like, oh jeez, he'll be dead. Then you got uh, Miles Bridges. You can bet on him, and uh, Vegas has to donate ten percent of their winnings to um, or their profits to the I don't know National Domestic Abuse Society or something. Write a letter, send it to yourself so it's official, and then make a copy and then send it to Tom Wolf. He's got the power. Now, hey, it can be now, sanctioned in Pennsylvania. You can have the first one in Pennsylvania. Now, there would be, for this, there would be a six month build to it because you want to be able to promote it. Of course. The fans can go online and vote for who they want to see fight each other in the first round. Oh, that's gross. So you, you can. So you can sit there and you can go, you know what? I really want to see Ben Roethlisberger against Antonio Brown. And then they don't even have to be in the same weight bracket. They could be... That's malpractice. Who cares? Who cares? These are, these are despicable humans. But you want to be a competitive, at least. No? Who care? It's a bunch of people that are pricks beating the shit out of each other. I don't want, I don't, want, I don't care who wins. I win because I get to watch Le'Veon... Or not Le'Veon, because Le'Veon's not a <laughs> I get to watch Kareem Hunt. He's the only one allowed to kick. <laughs> get the running back bracket. He's the only one that's allowed to kick. That's what he's known for. Um, oh my god! Rodas Chapman gets to wear one glove. The other, the other hand has to be um, exposed, and they, you have to be stealing his signals the entire time, like the Astros did. There's going to be a gimmick in this thing, dude. They're going to wear costumes. Yeah, it's going to be great. And I'm then we, and then we vote on who we want to see fight each other the most. So you get a, you get a, you get a 64 radio buttons. We're going all out. This is a 64 man tournament. We got four rounds. You've thought this through. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, th- I thought th- I-, I will make the bracket. Make the bracket. Is you, this a future, like, not even a top five, but should we just name? Oh, my gosh. So if, we do, if we do a field of 16, yeah, we're going to have the domestic abusers in one corner. We're going to have the running backs in their own bracket because there's enough of them. <laughs> enough of them. We're gonna there have, should be a cap for it, though, if it's we're gonna 16? Have, we're going to have like the NHL slash NBA bracket because there's like four, four of them four. total. And then the other one will be the allegedly bracket. That's where Ray Lewis will play. Um, <laughs> so this will be fun. And then, oh, Dubo Herrera too because she like dropped the charges. And then we're going to have like the gray area bracket. And then we'll just have one called like, I don't know, the people named Steve. I'm sure we can find four Steves. All right. So, and then we'll have the, and then we'll have the rapists. Now, the rapists are going to, they, they have to fight each other against their own will. Each other, not anybody else. They have to fight each other. So they have to do it against their will. It'll be Roethlisberger, Watson, <laughs> Brown, and then that punter from the Bills. Fuck. 
Oh, gross. Matt something. Or I forget what it is. And he has to wear earrings, and when he loses... Um, they rip it out. They rip them out, yep. Oh, All man. right, uh, my 1L is going to go to Draymond Green. <laughs> no, for, not for uh, Draymond. Uh, allegedly getting into an altercation at practice with Jordan Poole and striking Jordan Poole Ooh. at practice. Apparently, Poole is getting a big head about potentially getting that max deal. Draymond doesn't want to hear it, so he punched him. This is according according to Sham Sharania. No way. Uh, But apparently, money. Supposedly, teammates are growing increasingly annoyed at Jordan Poole because of his uh, the way he's conducted himself recently. People think is stemming from his potential max deal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What is going on here? Not saying that you were a liar, but (laughs) Draymond, please. I think you have enough. In the um, in the in the tournament, um, I don't know who he would go against because he's like ninety. But Marv Albert has to be in it. <laughs> oh my god! Why? Well, you know the reason that Bob Costas called Jordan's final shot no. is because Marv Albert allegedly bit some woman on the on the bum. Oh my god! No, so I... he he would have to, he would have to go up against who would he go up against? Um, Jordan Paul, damn. Mitch Williams. Mitchell, uh, no. Tony LaRusso. He didn't rape anybody, but he's a he's a terrible driver under the influence. Tony LaRusso versus Marv Albert. I would pay twenty bucks to watch that. Can't. He has. Doesn't he have cancer or something like that? Like he's sick. Tony LaRusso. He's just a retard. He's just terrible at managing a baseball team. <laughs> I'm just perplexed about the entire thing. I gotta. My next off day. My next off day is Friday. Maybe I'll put a bracket together Friday. Yeah, w- let's revisit this when you have a bracket, and I'll and I'll throw up some names out there. I'll look at yeah. some research. I'm this is, I'm I'm intrigued now. I'm warming up to it. Viral. In February, we're going to unveil the bracket and we're going to put it on the Instagram it, story. Everybody will vote on winner. Everybody will win. It. They'll they'll pick they'll pick the winners. It'll be our March Madness turn uh, turn pot bracket. Throw it on TikTok. Let's see what we get. Let's see what comments on TikTok say. They'll say Jeffrey Dahmer. You guys are sick. Um, how many W's do you have? Three. I got four. But I'm going to tie two of them together, so I guess I have three. Okay. I don't think there's going to be any overlap, though. Uh, I think there is. One, at least. All right, you want me to go first? Yeah. McDonald's. Hear me out. McDonald's gets my W, and... This is kind of a dumb W because I haven't even tried it, but apparently they have an adult Happy Meal, Rob. Not a kid's Happy Meal, an adult Happy Meal. It's a massive, limited edition, by the way. Like, I don't know, twice as big as the regular Happy Meal. And it comes with toys. The Hamburglar. Dude, if I get the Hamburglar, I'm done. I'm not going back. There's like four toys, and I don't know who Cactus is. That re- I can't say that word, but that you moron. Said I already <laughs> said it about five minutes ago. Um, Did I? Damn. Um, but yeah, it's... Many words. So it's basically like a four for four? In a way. But McDonald's coming out finally. 13 hours ago, McDonald's staff begged people not to order and don't have emails. Oh, no. What happened? What happened? Oh, so it either has a Big Mac meal... Or 10-piece nuggets, fries, drinks, and then one of four collectible toys. Grimace, Hamburglar, and then naturally it cuts off the preview of the article. Some some dork named Cactus. Birdie or Cactus Buddy. 
Yeah. But I'm down with the the adult half meal. I might get one tomorrow. See what the what the hype is about, G. Oh, Birdie is a uh, is a girl. It looks like. And then <laughs> yeah. Cactus, yeah, Cactus Jack. What? I don't know what Cactus has anything to do with anything there. It's a new character, apparently. I think it'd be pretty cool to collect. Yeah, basically that was my own main gist of it. But yeah, that's my first dub. Uh, my second one. Are we alternating? Or are we just going? Yeah, I don't think there's gonna be overlap here, so I'll alternate. Um, my first W is gonna be two catchers. God. Uh, I'm joking. Two catchers. How the heck would you know by that? Uh, <laughs> two catchers on the verge of retiring in Major League Baseball. First one, Kurt Suzuki. Um, really? I know he's. A, I know he's kind of a polarizing player because of his political views, but as a player, he's been around a long time and his teammates love him. Um, he caught the first pitch of the game on Tuesday and then his manager came out to the mound and pulled him and all the players on the angels came out of the dugout and clapped for him. It was his final major league appearance. Oh, shit. Uh, both teams clapped and the announcers caught on. Um, and then in the, uh, in the same series. So it was the angels and the A's uh, the next night, which was uh, well today because all the games were four. Uh, Wednesday, Stephen Vogt, who I guess had announced his retirement ahead of the game, his final at bat was in the seventh inning, of bottom of the seventh. Mm-hmm. His two kids uh, went to the the booth up top and announced him as the batter, as like the PA announcer, and he had a home run in his final at bat. So that's beautiful. Good for him. It's a shame nobody was there to see it because it was in Oakland, <laughs> but um, good for them. Well, there were a lot of security people, so there were people there. For kids there, after all. I can't wait for to do the yearly review, and that's got to be one of the stories that's on there. It's going to be one of the ones that just completely falls out of our memory. We're going to be like, oh, that's right. No, that lives rent free. We're going to be like, remember that guy played the trumpets for Edwin Diaz, and then the Mets collapsed? And I remember that dude was having sex at the uh, the Coliseum. Getting cheeks at the Coliseum. Probably went there on yeah. a regular, and someone actually took the phone and recorded him. Your kids, it's Zach Campbell. No one's here. Yeah. <laughs> Mind your business. That's a good W. That's an awesome W. And I'll piggyback off of that one. Uh, with another uh, mention of a child. Charlie Freeman. Did you see this? Did I see it's my... No, nah, yeah, I actually didn't. Did Let me see if I can pull the video real quick. Uh, if you this didn't is, uh, know... This is Freddie's son. Freddie's son. And he's has many ties with the Atlanta Braves fan. I mean, players. And one of them in particular, Ronald Acuna Jr. And I'll send you the video. But he's doing the back and forth. Like, oh, chanting with the Braves in the Braves versus Mets series. And he's chanting on his boy, Ronald Acuna Jr. I thought that was pretty cool to say. I'll send you the video right now. There's, uh, there's actually a video when Freeman went back to Atlanta. Uh-huh. Um, he was on the field and Charlie was with him. And uh, Dansby Swanson came Dansby out Swanson, of the Braves. Yeah. Saga, and he went and hugged him. So I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, and this was during basically in the very beginning when I did that Mets clip, that soundbite. It was basically that with the the blackout, the cell phones. It's against the Mets. It was awesome to see. And you can still see maybe Freddie Freeman might go back to the Atlanta Braves before his career is said and done. But I don't think he never wanted to leave in the first place. But Dansby Swansea and Matt Olson are pretty well there. So I mean, I it, he might have to retire. As, he'll probably retire as a Brave for sure. Think could retire? Could leave this off season. Um, my my next W is more of a cumulative W. Okay. And I'm just going based on the fact that he just hit his 30th home run the other day, and I don't think he's appreciated for how great of a player he is. Um, Giancarlo Stanton. 
in his career has become one of the most prolific power hitters that people acknowledge but don't truly appreciate. Before Judge made this, you know, surge for 60, whatever, Stanton hit 59 in 2017 with the Marlins and won MVP. Jeez. And he came pretty darn close to hitting 60. And it wouldn't have mattered because he, he wasn't going to go win a fake record. <laughs> but it's not just that. He's been with the Yankees now uh, five years. 18, 19, 20, 21, and 22. They're paying him, I think, like 18 million of the 25 that the Marlins had him signed for. Mm-hmm. He's hit a ton of home runs. He's been their best playoff performer. He, since day one, he got booed on his first game as a Yankee. Since day one, has been scrutinizing the media, scrutinized by the fans, booed, you know, crapped on. In 2019, the fans were literally calling in a Mike Francesa show saying they should keep Cameron Maven and Mike Talkman on the playoff roster, not him. What does Stanton go and do? He hits a bunch of homers. 2020 carries them through the DS against the Rays. Last year, hits a home run and a double and a single off the monster in the wild card game. He's the only guy that hit that game. I just think that he doesn't get appreciated enough um, for how great, of a, how great of a pro he is. And he is literally the perfect example of how to handle a big market. He goes to New York, has literally never, ever said a word about how he's been treated. All he's done is taken Judge under his wing. He's taken Glaber under his wing. I just don't think there's enough pros in sports like him. Harper's kind of done it here. Yeah. But he, he kind of does it with more flair where, you know, he says, we want the fans of the ballpark. Where are you guys at? Stanton will go, oh, the fans are great. You saw the video. The reason that this kind of popped into my brain, the video of Judge that you posted on the uh, the Instagram story, mm-hmm. first person put his hands up in the air, Stanton. First person. Ultimate teammate. I would take him on my team any day, just not at that contract number. Yeah, as long as I'm paying what the Yankees are paying. He was, he was 13, 325, um, $25 million a year, and the Yankees are on the hook for like two-thirds of that, which is a bargain for them. Honestly. Uh, they're not going to appreciate it until he's gone. Yeah, man, I forgot he was even on the team, let alone even healthy. I thought he was injured, probably injury-prone. Um, I saw when uh, Judge tied Maris's record, and I think we mentioned this before, but they were at the water cooler, and you can kind of see like they were giving each other like a side-eye side eye and the smirk. and the, <laughs> You know they have some kind of special bond that they have that they share. And he's mentoring Judge, and I think Judge probably won't leave because of that, that bond that he has, but that bond, that grown maturity that he has with Stanton, like a big brother, he's probably learned and matured with that. He can probably take it to a d- different club as well and mature, mature like some other younger guys. But uh, Stanton's, yeah, not appreciated enough. And uh, when he signed that massive contract, I thought he was going to be the, the next big thing. And he was, but then he wasn't at the same time. But he's good for the Yankees, and he's good for the big market. I was sure. excited. I was excited about the contract because I thought it would take the Marlins to the next level. And little do we know, every player on that Marlins team was going to leave and become better. Honestly, between Ozuna, Ozuna from the Braves, um, Yelich, D. Gordon, before he kind of fell off. If you if you ever get drafted by the drafted or signed early in your career by the Marlins, just know you're being good hands. They they have an eye for talent. They just don't keep it. Even, yeah, the real Muto. Even Alfaro, they traded him away. They didn't even keep Miggy. And he's seen Cabrera. By the way, yeah. did you know this? The Yankees had a chance to get uh, Cabrera in 07 or whatever it was, but they had to trade away Java Chamberlain, oh. Phil Hughes, or Ian Kennedy. Yikes. I don't know about that. Yank. 
This, if this is his final season, it, it's getting overlooked because he hasn't been that good. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, and uh, final W for me. Uh, I don't know how recent this was, but I saw it, so I just might as well mention it. Terry Bradshaw. Oh, I was gonna bring. I was gonna do this one too, but I I figured you had it. Uh, you know. Uh, announced that he's bladder cancer free. I didn't even know he was anything. I think he just keeps it to himself. And, you know, he's kind of like that wacky person personality on that show. So you think, oh, it's crazy Terry, but he's going through something personal and serious, and I'm glad uh, he's cancer-free. So uh, something Red Zone has done to us is basically pull us away from the networks. Yeah. I didn't even, uh, know, Michael, yeah. I didn't even know Michael Strahan was on that panel with him. Yeah. I thought it was him, um, Terry, Brad, or Terry Bradshaw, Howie Long, and uh, Kurt Menefee, I didn't realize that, uh, what's he must have replaced somebody straight hand, right? No. Um, oh, Jim, uh, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. Straight hand must have replaced him. From what I remember, let me, I'll just remember everybody that I can think of. Menefee. Was it Menefee? Or are you thinking Gumble? No, Gumble's got the um, CBS? CBS kick. Yeah. Ah, that's what I'm thinking of then. It's either him or that. Um, that yeah. guy Jones, uh, what the heck's that guy's name? Fuck. Yeah, I'm thinking of the CBS guy. I was thinking Cowler, Coach Cowler. Yeah, they got Cowler. Then they have uh, Boomer. Yeah, they Boomer's on there too. Yeah, Boomer. And uh, Nate Burleson. Burleson, yes, 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 yes. I like Nate Burleson. They had Tony Gonzalez for a little bit, but now he's on Amazon so Prime. He, he's doing Prime. Yeah, Prime has a good crew. They got Sherman. They got um, uh, Whitworth. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick's face doesn't match his voice. He doesn't. He says some flagrant things. Maybe a little bit. And I think is it Colleen Wolf that hosts the uh no. host it? Clarissa Thompson. It? Oh, that's who it is. Yeah. Fox girl moved over to Amazon Prime. She was after that festival her, uh, staple. Yeah, right after her sex tape got leaked. Who? What? What's his name? Jay Williams. I'm going to look up. Um, my last <laughs> nah. W. My last W is going to go to Justin Verlander. Oh. Um, so while his numbers are not the exact same, Justin mm-hmm. Verlander 11 years ago, 2011, won MVP of the American League. Uh, his numbers this year, you can argue, are better. And 11 years later, in his late 30s. So in 2011, he had 251 innings pitched to 175 this season. He led the league in 2011. Mm-hmm. So big difference there, big gap. ERA, 240. Led the league in 2011, 175. Led Major League Baseball this year. His WHIP 2011, 9.920. His WHIP this year, 0.829, lower. Jeez. Stri- strikeouts per nine in 2011, nine flat, 9.5 this year. Led Major League Baseball in among uh, qualified starters. Uh, walks per nine innings 2011, two flat, one and a half this year. ERA plus, which measures how good you are compared to the like relative to the average player. Mm-hmm. Um, 172 in 2011, so 72% better than the average major league pitcher. 220 this year. Justin Verlander, like fine, like a fine wine, just gets better with age. I was just gonna say, is he just aging like fine wine over here? Honestly, what it was is he got Tommy John and he came back better. Normally, like every pitcher gets Tommy John, and it's like a hit or miss, no. Didn't do a Syndergaard any good, but it did Wheeler very well. Um, that Walker Bueller is going to get it. I'm sure he'll be great when he comes back. 
so many of these guys are going to get young. Verlander took a big chance and got it old, and he came back himself. But isn't it also a factor of playing for a basically a contender? You're not the number, the workhorse, the ace in a way. You know, well maybe he is honestly, right? I mean, when they had Cole, it was him and Cole, but now it's him and a couple guys, him and Valdez, mm-hmm. him and Luis Garcia. See, I would think he's like uh, the, the second or third man, even though he's putting up these numbers. Because you have the younger talent. He's the older state, statesman there. I know nothing about the Astros. Except for that they cheated. And Valdez, his, I, his world hated everywhere. I think, I think Framber Valdez just set the record for um, lowest ERA or bet, number, highest number of quality starts for an Astros pitcher or something like that. So, Valdez seventeen and six with a two eight nine ERA two eight two ERA. I think maybe it's the most wins for an Astro. He was sixteen and six. Dude, Justin Verlander is just filthy. He should be the SI Young winner AL. I think he'll get it. It's him or McClanahan. McClanahan fell off toward the end. So <sighs> just give it. A, Verlander is just doing insane things. He, I don't think he can replicate this next year. But what do I know? Maybe. He can just probably get better. Probably, can. and you're not going to find a better human. Honestly, yeah, he's he's pretty cool. It was uh, I was earth. I was so happy that we got a chance to see him in person this year. Albeit it was a Yankees game, but still mm. very cool, very very cool. First time I've ever seen him in person. Did he shake your hand? No. <laughs> um. Well, this is it. Episode one of two for this week. Episode seventy-five of the PA Turn Pod. All rise, Philadelphia. Aaron Judge hit the 62nd. The Mets floundered to second place and into the wild card. And the Phillies, playoff berth. Cardinals, watch your back. But we'll cover that on Saturday's episode. But I'm excited. And we can possibly be in attendance if they can get past the Cardinals. That should be exciting right there in itself. Well, everybody... Have a great night, and we'll see you on Saturday. This is the PA Turn Pod. Adios.